Hello and welcome to the Ricardo Tormo circuit here after the 12th race of 2020 where Juan Mir has become our ninth different winner in this 2020 MotoGP World Championship and has taken full control of this MotoGP World Championship as well. I'm Steve Day, joined as ever by Simon Crayfar. Matt Burt will be pitching the questions to the top three riders. It's a Suzuki 1-2. Who would have thought it the first since 1982? What a day for Suzuki. What a day for Juan Mir. I've just got to give you some credit, Simon, because in after the flag at the last round, you said, I do think Juan Mir would win. And you were absolutely spot on. I'd forgotten all about that because I just <laughs> believed it. He's, what he's, a classy uh, ride. Yeah, he is. Um, especially when um, he went past Alex yeah. and put the hammer down. Even Alex gave him credit for the level he was riding it like really impressive. Yeah, what a ride. I'm super happy for him. During the race, we came to you and asked you your opinion on it. And you said that clearly Juan had the speed, which is why he could do it. We're looking at some shots here of Juan coming across the line to yeah, take he, this he victory. He felt he had the speed, I reckon. But, but the, the, the thing I think that really is impressive, Simon, is that this is a world championship at stake here. He had a 14-point lead. He didn't need to do that. He was already in a very strong position uh, where he was amongst Polis Bargro and Alex Rins. He could have quite comfortably finished in third and actually extended his world championship lead. But classy world champions, this is the sort of thing they do, isn't it? Yes. Um, the thing is, um, like I mentioned in the race, if a rider feels... Like, these guys are all such high-level guys, you know, high-level riders, and they all ride feeling that edge, the limit, you know. And you know when you're on it you know and and if if you push with experience you you start to feel if you push beyond it and you go oh, oh i'm getting some warnings he obviously felt he had a little bit more in the tank you know so when he went past alex he used it all up and away he went oh, i was fantastic a Suzuki 1-2 in the end. Alex was leading for a little while, but uh, what an amazing result and achievement for that team. I know that we're all big fans of Juan Mir and Alex Rins, and, and we're all big fans of Suzuki. Davide Brivio is one of our favourite people. He's just an amazing guy. Just talk to me about how you feel ultimately for them, because they've been on such a good run anyway, but this must just be the icing on the cake. Yeah, I mean, Suzuki... Um I know this is a bit rude, but for a while, you know, has been kind of like the poor relative, hasn't it? You know, it hasn't done something, like you said, it hasn't done something special world championship-wise since Schwantz days, you know what I'm saying? Like winning a championship. And for them to come back like this we're seeing on screen now, <laughs> seeing scenes like that, first and second, and first and second in the world championship. You know, it was actually Mark Marquez that first called it. Remember last year he said, the Suzuki's ready to win, you know? And how right was he? Yeah, he certainly was. An amazing result for those two. And we've got more to talk about, I'm sure, regarding Suzuki. Uh, we'll be hearing from the top three shortly as well. Polis Bargaro, third. Uh, in the end, actually, a, a very solid result. Of course, he wants to, to pick up that victory before the end of the season, but quite clearly today, it just wasn't possible. No, I mean, what a fantastic ride. Before we spoke to him, before I spoke to him in Parc Ferme, he, he looked drained. He put everything in there, absolutely everything. Much like Mazzano, it wasn't as hard a uh, difficult one like because Mazzano was in trouble tyre-wise, but... I really admire how Paul puts everything in there, every lap. It didn't fall off, you know. That, that's, it's class. He, he's doing the job. KTM obviously worked today because Brad was fast, fastest lap at the end there. Miguel was fast, so, yeah. yeah. Ika 
maybe it would have been fast as well. You have to wonder, actually, were Brad not as far back on the grid as he was without the long lap penalty, where he may well have been today? I agree. Possibly on the tail of pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it could four. be possible. As it happens, Takanakagami was fourth. Another great job from him, perhaps just in the early stages, not able to get that speed because in the closing stages, as ever, every right. week, Taka seems to have the speed. But keeps it's just those, those early going. laps, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, he keeps those tyres going, mm. whether it's bike or him, but great job. Uh, Jack Miller, we, we, I think we all expected something a little bit more from him today. He went for a bit of a gamble and, and not really a Jack Miller. Uh, approach to a race in terms of keeping things calm in the early laps ultimately it seems like that hasn't paid off your thoughts on that um yeah i expected i'll be straight up i had my money you know meaning i'd bet on him being where tucker was today you know mm. just off the podium or maybe just on depending on who fell off and um it, yeah, it didn't happen. It was those early laps I started thinking, maybe he doesn't like that hard front tyre. He'd never run it. It was a gamble going into the race, but obviously worked because Pole used it. Um, maybe he was being cautious with it in the beginning, didn't want to fire it down the road, but he didn't. it took a while to get going, didn't he? It, it went well, but it wasn't a jack that I thought would turn up today. There must have been something hindering him. That's what I think. Let's just quickly talk about Yamahas now before we hear from the top three and we go back to talking about Suzuki and Paul on the KTM as well. Uh, a disastrous weekend in general, as we know, uh, off circuit, on circuit. Uh, not helped by the fact today that Valentino Rossi had to retire for a mechanical. Maverick, of course, was always going to find the going tough starting from pit lane. So uh, that aside, particularly want to get your feelings on the Petronas Yamaha guys, starting with Fabio Quattararo. Your thoughts on that crash? It looked like he just maybe got a little bit distracted by a lace crashing, oh, which just checked him slightly. Well possible. You know, when someone falls, you go oh, like and twitch on the bars. And when you're on the edge anyway, there's a, there's a real chance of that happening. Um... Uh, you know, both the Patronus riders, I I actually feel sorry for because I think Fabio would have been fighting with the Suzukis if he'd stayed on. I genuinely believe that. Um, it, 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 I think ahead of pole and maybe hassling mm. the Suzuki somewhere in there. I mean, it's only my guess, but his speed was awesome when he was out there. He had the same tyres as Suzuki's. Anyway, and then um, he rescued it from the damp, didn't he? He, he was fast. Franco Morbidelli... I believed he was going to be there as well, like definitely top five. And I guess that that I was wrong and that gamble of his on the hard rear tyre, he was the only one on the hard rear, it obviously didn't work speed-wise. Do you think that there was a slight benefit in the fact that the Suzuki's went with tyres they've used a lot this year? going into this race that was the unknown mm. because Franco Morbidelli's not used a hard front hard rear all year yeah the thing is and I know they're different compounds yeah, yeah the thing is um, the hards um, were the mediums from the past mm. you see what I mean because yeah. Michelin have, have because of the cold temperatures that are turning up in autumn they've turned up with um basically a softer range. Let's uh, cross over now to uh, Matt Burt. It looks like he's got uh, one of the Suzuki riders with him. It's a uh, third podium on the spin for Alex Rins. Over to you, Matt. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Alex, first time in your MotoGP career, you've been on the podium in three consecutive races. You fought really hard for another victory today in Valencia. Your teammate was just that little bit faster at the end, but you've got to be so happy to be back on the podium after a weekend of difficult conditions. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm so happy to, to get 20 more points for the for the world standings. Uh, yeah, uh, Joan, in the end, my teammate, uh, he was like pushing 
the last part of the race. Uh, sincerely, I did a small mistake on corner 11. Uh, I get wrong with the with the gear, uh, with my with my foot, and and this one cost me cost me the, the first position. Uh, he overtook me, and then I tried to to keep the same distance, no, with with him, but was so difficult. Uh, he was lap by lap going, going, going a little a little. So, so yeah, in the end, I'm I'm so happy for me for Suzuki. Uh, yeah, let's let's see next next weekend if we can improve. What did you feel like was the difference when Juan came past you? I mean, obviously, like you say, it was a small mistake, but it did allow him through, and then he was able to make that gap lap by lap. What was missing in your package that meant you couldn't quite go with him at the end of the race? Yeah, I was I was struggling a little bit on the on the rear tire. I was was spinning a little bit too much. I was trying during all the race to to keep to keep the tire, but but yeah, when when he overtook me, I I was riding at the same uh, same lap times as. Uh, as uh, when I was in the front, uh, but, but yeah, he, he demonstrated like that he has uh, this step forward. No? Uh, and what an amazing day for Suzuki, the first time since 1982 that they've been first and second in a Premier Class race. They're now leading the Team Championship and the Constructor Championship. It's been a truly incredible year so far for Suzuki, Alex, and it could only get better with Juan potentially winning the championship next weekend. Yeah, for sure. For sure, it's, uh, it's getting an incredible season for, for us, for Suzuki. There in, in, in Japan, they, for sure, they are really, really happy. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, there are missing two races, two, two more races. Now it looks like Juan uh, opened like a big gap. Uh, so, so yeah, let's let's continue fighting. Let's let's continue trying to 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 finish on the on the podium, on the first positions, and then let's see in the end where we are. He looks a big favourite, but do you still think you've got an outside chance of winning the championship this year with two uh, races 30, to go? 37, 37 points behind him, I think, uh, still still chances. Uh, as I said, he's a little bit uh, far away. He looks like uh, the favourite, but but yeah, let's 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 try to do it. Alex, another great day from you, another great day from Suzuki. Thank many, many congratulations. Much. We'll see you back here doing it all over again in seven days' time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thank you, Alex. Guys. Back to you guys. Yeah, thanks very much, Matt. Thanks to Alex Rins as well. There's obviously going to be disappointment. Whilst it's a momentous occasion for Suzuki, Simon, if you're the guy finishing second to your teammate, it's always going to be a bit of dejection. And also, 37 points, I mean, it does feel like it's probably a little too far away for Alex to do anything about. But... If he could finish the season in second place, that would be some some effort. What a rescue uh, from the beginning of the year yeah. and the injury, you know. Um, yeah, you're right. He's You're always disappointed if your teammate has something extra, you know, always. But I think he's handling it really well. He's had a great ride anyway. It was just Juan Mia had something uh, extra today that he couldn't do anything about. But, yeah, we've got to start talking about um, Suzuki themselves. They have put um, this team together. It's taken years to do. They've planned it for years. These two riders brought them up on the Suzuki. They've built the Suzuki alongside them, you know, and they've done an incredible job, and now they're reaping the rewards. This is the mistake earlier that uh, Alex Rins made, going yes. down into first gear, just going down one too many gears. Uh, or is that not the case? Would he have just gone into that corner in first gear everywhere? Because we could see there from Juan Mir, he's going into turn 11 in second gear, Alex went down all the way to first. On the lap, he went wide. Did, did he say that? Did he went well, no, he's out? not said that, but that's the footage we got. Because I mean, it is possible to use both in there, depending on gearing. Okay, so uh, I, it is possible that Alex could have used that on previous laps? Yes, I okay. used uh, we'll have stock bikes it. I used first yeah. there, okay. so it depends oh. on gearbox, yeah. It could be, it could be. We're looking at the replays here from earlier in that race. Either way, it didn't look like Alex. He even admitted himself, regardless... The, 
the move was going to come, wasn't it? It was going to come at some point anyway. Juan clearly had just that extra bit of speed definitely, in the race. Definitely. We didn't know until he decided. Uh, but when he did decide, yeah, we're just seeing that, that pass again. Um, I mean, you, you push really hard into that turn, and it's the longest turn on the circuit. I mean, yep. it keeps going, going, going. Get it a little bit hot, a little bit wide, and uh, your teammate come under, underneath. Either way, for Alex Rins, it's looking really good. It's uh, first, second, second in his last three races. He's building some great momentum, even going into next year. Let's cross over now to uh, Matt Burr. I believe he's standing by with a very happy Polis Bargro, who, who, as ever, let's be honest, always puts 110% into every single race. He's uh, back on the podium, and he's with Matt now. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Paul is back on the podium. And like he said yesterday afternoon when he took pole position, he was going to give everything. He was going all in. Paul, you certainly did that. You could not have tried any harder to beat the Suzuki boys today, but you're still back on the podium. It's been a real positive weekend. Pole position in difficult conditions and on the podium today. You must be really pleased. Yeah, I'm pleased. I'm happy. I'm, yeah, I'm, you, you know, I'm relaxed because when you give your 100% and you know, Anything could be better. Uh, today, uh, you feel very pleased. And yeah, today, the worst moment was just before the race when the sun was appearing and the track was getting hot. And, you know, we were on the limit with the medium and the hard. And I said, no, it's going to be like Barcelona putting the harder component and then crashing. But we put the hand uh, front, we gamble, and it works perfectly. I was catching the Suzuki's on the brakes. But then they were turning a little bit better with the medium and because the bike is very good on that point. But uh, honestly, we, we couldn't do more. The team had, was amazing. The bike was very good. And, and yeah, no mistakes today. So super pleased with that, that result. It looked like in particular coming out the final corner, the Suzuki's just had that perhaps a little bit of traction coming out the corner. And then you made up a lot of time on the brakes in the first corner. It seemed like that was the story of the race. They were stronger coming out the corner, perhaps in some parts of the circuit, and you were stronger going into the corners. Is, yeah. that, a fair, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, it's, it's how this bike works. You know, they had their strong points and we, ha we have our strong points. And at the end, we need to, to know how every single weekend uh, take that strong points of our bike to the maximum, you know, and for them today, the medium tire was better because it allows them to turn faster and to open earlier. But for us, if we are not able to stop the bike, for sure we cannot do the, a good lap time per, per lap. So we needed to use this hard tire. We put it and it was working on the perfection as we expect. And I was really risking on brakes, but at the end it's where our bike needs to risk. So everything was working perfect. Today was such a unique scenario because it's very, very rare that you guys go into a race with really just 20 minutes of proper dry track time. I mean, how difficult is that to make those technical decisions, the tyre decisions? Obviously, it worked well for you today, but it must be quite stressful at times to understand if you're making the right decisions, the correct ones for the race. I wanted that. I wanted that from <laughs> Friday. I wanted just rain, rain, rain till, <laughs> till Sunday morning. And then it was the perfect strategy for, strategy for us because I knew that like that, we could have some chance to, to do a good race and to follow these guys, especially at the end of the race. Uh, but if they have time to, you know, set up the bikes and electronics and everything, these bikes sometimes are in another level. So in that conditions, the rider matters a little bit more because needs to manage a little bit more the bike. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. We, we give all today and, it, you know, this is the reward and I'm super pleased with it. It's not easy right now, Paul, beating the Suzuki's in MotoGP. You gave it your all today. It was fantastic to watch. Many congratulations on a good weekend, pole position and a podium. Well done, Paul. Thank you very much. Thank you. Back to you guys. Thanks, Matt. Thanks to Paul Espargaro. Well, he pretty much spelt it out there, didn't he? Paul Espargaro. This was earlier in the weekend, of course. 
at him playing around in the wet. He made an interesting point there about the fact that this was a perfect scenario for us. What it does prove is just how good in terms of a base setting they've got that KTM. Yeah, um, they've been testing here earlier, not Paul, but mm. the, the, and so they had some, so Ducati, you know, they had some uh, extra information, meaning tyres and uh, setup-wise, but, you know, Paul, he, he, he's bang on. Um, he's not afraid to get straight out there and give it everything, you know, into the unknown, which is super cool without making a mistake. Um, the other thing is, I'd like to throw out there is, a year ago when a KTM got a podium, it was because of some circumstances, you know what I'm saying. Mm. They, it was Now they get podiums and wins twice this year, and um, they, fully, they do it fair and square. Fully, and I think today's podium was fair and square again from KTM. They've come a long way. It looked like one of the issues, I mean, this is where Pole was beaten and this is where the Suzuki's are so strong through turns 10 and 11. Crucially, Simon, one of the great overtaking opportunities for Pole is into turn 14, but because the Suzuki's so quick around sectors three and four, Pole can't get close enough to do that. That's really good. Um, listening to him, it sounded like he thought the softer, meaning the medium front tyre that the Suzuki's had helped turn on its side, but he needed the hard for the braking to take advantage of the KTM strength. But I'd just like to say as well, the Suzuki is uh, famously stronger and the Yamaha than the KTM in that turn in the middle. And you know how Matt pointed out um, that the KTM would uh, lose on the acceleration. I don't think it's acceleration out of the turn. I think it's because he couldn't get it turned enough, quick enough. He can't get the throttle open quick mm. enough. So it's about turning, I think. Well, this is the man of the moment. He's standing by. He's done it. He's got a 37-point lead with two races to go. And now he's finally a MotoGP race winner. Juan Mir is standing by with Matt. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. You've no idea how much I'm happy to say this. Juan Mir, congratulations. Finally, you are a race winner in MotoGP after an almost perfect race today here in Valencia. Juan, can you even start to sum up your feelings and emotions right now after one of the best days of your career? Uh, it's amazing. I, I don't have a uh, word to describe this moment. It's uh, just uh, just amazing that the victory came on in the perfect moment. Uh, obviously, I would like to get the victory in, in Austria also, <laughs> but uh, it was not the day, and, you know, today was the day. Uh, happy, but, you know, I was already happy before the race because we did a super good weekend. Uh, especially uh, on, on, on Friday we worked on, on, the, on the bike, then Saturday I found something good on, in rain conditions to make a good, uh, a good qualifying in that condition, so it, it was uh, pretty good, I made an improvement also, uh, and then this morning in the warm-up we worked so well and the pace was actually not bad, <laughs> so uh, this was the key to get the victory today, I had something more than the others, and I could show it, no? Uh, I'm also especially happy for for the team Suzuki, first and second. It's a, just amazing, one race uh, again. And uh, I don't have words. You took the lead thanks to the small mistake from Alex, but before that, what was your strategy? Where did you feel that you were quicker than him? And I, if you'd have stayed behind him for a few more laps, what was your plan of attack in the latter stages? I, I wanted to wait a little bit more to, to overtake Alex. Uh, to, because my, I felt that my pace was uh, a bit better than, than his one, but um, but you know, uh, was difficult to to maintain this uh, 
to maintain the to be focused all time and to think about the tires and uh, uh, I you you don't know you never know about the perfect moment no so when I see that Alex go white I just okay I took the the, the opportunity and and then I I, I was pushing. In, a, in the same way, I, I was flowing in a good way. Uh, probably I had two tenths more per lap, two or three, and uh, this was the key for the victory. Next weekend, you're 37 points clear now in the World Championship. A podium next weekend, immaterial of what happens to any of your championship rivals, you'll be the 2020 MotoGP World Champion, Joanne, something you've worked all your life for. Standing here right now, seven days before that moment, how does that make you feel knowing now you're so close to fulfilling your lifelong goal? Yeah. Well, uh, it's important to now be more, more cl clever than ever, no? Uh, we have uh, good points of advantage, really good ones. So uh, probably we, here with this victory, we, we decide uh, not all, not completely, but we decide in a good way the, the, the championship uh, is, is, is not done, but uh, it's uh, a lot, uh, a lot better than, than when we, we came here on Friday, no? So uh, uh, I will try to repeat it on the next weekend to see if I have the potential to fight for the win. If not, uh, I will, I will keep, uh, I will try to, to, to score points. Before you go and celebrate, I just want to quickly read this tweet that was sent to you by Jorge Lorenzo, a five-times world champion. Jorge said, when people asked me if Juan Mir would be a fair champion without winning a race, I answered absolutely yes. Now they will not ask that question again. Congratulations, Juan Mir, well-deserved. How does that make you feel? Made me feel good. Always Jorge was a reference for me. Uh, he, in these conditions, mentally, he was really strong and... Uh, and for sure he's a, he's a model uh, that, uh, to follow. Uh, he's a guy with a lot of experience and uh, for sure uh, I have to, to learn a lot of things uh, from, them, from him. Joanne, it was a great day for you personally, a great day for Suzuki, their first one-two since 1982, believe it or not. You're now leading the team championship, they lean the constructor championship, and maybe this time next week, in seven days' time, we'll be having this conversation, and you are the 2020 MotoGP world champion. But for now, Joanne, huge congratulations, and we'll see you back on track in five days' time. Thank you very much. Back to you guys, Steve. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you very much, Joanne Beer, a race winner. Nice little touch that from Jorge Lorenzo, of course. Also from Mallorca, wasn't too bad in his day, was he? You know how to uh, breed a champion there. What are your thoughts on what Juan just said? Um, I've I got to come clear. I love the guy. I have for a long time. It's, he's the full package. We always talk about that. Yeah. A rider being the full package, and he really is. And now everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I think going into really good question from Matt, Going into next weekend, knowing really an injury is the the only thing that can stop you, really, you know, winning the World Championship. An injury next weekend that you can't ride. So it's got to start playing on your mind, especially the team, yeah. the team managers, the Japanese. They're going to say, look, Juan, just bring it home. But, you know, a rider has also got to go into a race with a free mind and just do his job, you know. So, yeah. But, yeah, nerve-wracking for them. Before we leave, because the press conference will start, and I get to quiz these three as well, just a couple of other things I want to just get your thoughts on. Uh, Andrea Davizioso and Maverick Vinales. Firstly, Dovi. Um, 
it seems to be the same old problem. They still haven't got the speed, and it's now a championship over officially. Yeah, I mean, I think we all, everyone felt that, and Dovey said it uh, a race or two ago that it was, you know, slipping away, and it has. I think it's gone, you know. So, uh, Maverick, uh, yeah, I, I mean. He might pull something out. He was never going to from the pit lane. You know, Maverick's strong points aren't fighting out there and carving his way through the field. But, um, you know, it can be a completely different result next weekend. I felt sorry for Yamaha this weekend. Um, you know, they've had a nightmare. I think Yamaha could turn around and uh, fill one or two spots on the podium next weekend, you know, they, they, they are there I think with uh, Maverick if he pulls something out of the bag, Fabio who wasn't there today because he fell and Franco with the right rear tyre on, I think those guys could be there, Do you think sorry Valley, I don't think he's quite, con- the, the young boys are too fast now, I think Valley's going to be just behind, the, behind them We're just looking here at a replay of the start of the race, Joanne Zarco's another one to mention, something clearly happened to Joanne late on do you think that's just tyre issues because he was putting on a mighty defensive display in front of Jack Miller until the closing stages. Yeah, you're right. Um, all I can think of is um, the rear. The, everyone was worried about the left-hand side of the rear, you know, and uh, Ruben Zaus has told us a few times that um, jo- Joanne at the end of the race struggles, He well, in general struggles to make that application of the throttle smooth enough to keep that rear tyre going on the edge. So uh, let's go and ask them. Okay, Simon, thanks for your time as ever and your thoughts. Uh, Thanks to all of you for joining us here for After the Flag. Joanne Mir in control of this World Championship. It's looking very, very likely we could be crowning a World Champion here in Valencia in just a few days' time. We're off to do the press conference shortly, but thanks for joining us here this weekend. We'll see you next time.